0: Repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app, or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
1: Welcome to the Taishan Seneca Business Brief, brought to you by Sub China. Each week, we bring you a roundup from the world of business in China from Taishan. China's authority on business and financial news, as well as interviews with Caixin Global reporters and editors. I'm Kaiser Guo from the Seneca Podcast. And I'm Ada Shen in Paris. Nothing big happened in the trade war. The yuan weakened past seven per dollar for the first time in a decade, and Huawei announced its own new operating system. Here's the news.
0: Another lender has gotten a state lifeline. Troubled Hangfeng Bank has received official approval for a restructuring plan that involves investments from a provincial government and a unit of China's sovereign wealth fund, Caixin has learned. Hangfeng Bank, one of China's 12 national joint stock lenders, will receive a four billion dollars dollar investment from an entity controlled by the Shandong provincial government, making the entity the biggest shareholder of the Shandong-based bank once the deal is done, multiple sources have told Caixin. Meanwhile, a domestic arm of China's sovereign wealth fund, China Investment Corp., will also become a strategic investor. Central Huijin has yet to do its due diligence on the bank, a senior Hangfeng Bank executive told Taishin. The upcoming investment in the lender by state-owned capital marks part of regulators' efforts to guide high-risk financial institutions into mergers or restructuring to contain risks.
1: They were two cash-rich conglomerates whose meteoric rises made headlines in China and beyond. Then came the corruption scandal that took down one company while the other struggles under crippling debt. Now, Xin lifts the lid on the policy banker under investigation for allegedly using his position to funnel billions of dollars of dodgy credit to fallen energy and financial group CEFC China Energy and prop up the heavily indebted real estate conglomerate HNA Group. According to multiple sources familiar with the matter, during his former tenure as chairman of policy lender China Development Bank, Hu Huibang also allegedly resorted to tactics that included removing, transferring, or simply overruling underlings who opposed his shady dealings. Hu retired from his position last year.
0: Huawei has unveiled a new operating system called Harmony at the company's 2019 developer conference on Friday, marking the Chinese smartphone giant's latest step towards creating its own software ecosystem. Known as Hongmeng in Chinese, Harmony OS is a microkernel-based distributed operating system that can be used on smartphones, wearable devices, laptops, and other devices, the company said. Harmony OS will be an open source system, said Yu Chengdong, Huawei's head of consumer business, at the event in the southern city of Dongguan, where the company has a key manufacturing site. We're going to build a global operating system instead of one used merely by Huawei, so we are going to open source to allow developers around the world to participate in building a leading operating system for the next generation, Yu said.
1: Several Chinese automakers' sales of new energy vehicles hit the skids in July as the industry navigates government subsidy cuts. Industry frontrunner BYD sold around 16,500 NEVs last month, a year-over-year drop of 12%, according to Wednesday's filing to the Hong Kong Stock Exchange. However, BYD's sales from January through July still grew 73% compared with the same period last year, the filing said. Other automakers reported similar drops, with Shanghai-listed state-owned automaker JAC Motors shipping just 1,700 electric vehicles last month, a year-over-year slide of 66%, according to a company filing published Thursday. And Hong Kong-listed Geely sold only 4,500 new energy and electric vehicles in July, down from 16,000 the previous month. China is the world's largest electric car market by volume, a status achieved partly on the back of years of aggressive government subsidies. However, Beijing cut financial support for electric vehicles by roughly half late last month in a bid to weed out inferior industry players and promote superior ones.
0: Foxconn and customer Amazon face renewed criticism from a labor advocacy group for allegedly slashing wages and flouting labor laws at a Chinese factory as pressure from U.S. tariffs mount. It's the second time the Taiwanese company, which assembles many of the world's most popular gadgets, has come under scrutiny for its treatment of workers at its plant in the central city of Hengyang. China Labor Watch last year criticized the facility, which produces Echo speakers and Kindle e-readers for Amazon, while relying on temporary workers, including high school interns, for overtime beyond limits set by law. The factory requires more than 7,000 people to operate its 58 assembly lines during the peak production period, which begins in July. To fill the gap, Foxconn relied heavily on interns as young as 16 from vocational schools, some of whom were forced to work overtime, according to China Labor Watch. Foxconn said it recently conducted a review of its Hongyang facility and determined that the proportion of contract workers and student interns had on occasion exceeded legal thresholds, and that some interns had been allowed to work overtime or nights. Quote, we were not in full compliance with all relevant laws and regulation. Close quote, the company said in an emailed statement on Thursday. Foxconn, which billionaire Terry Goh built into the world's main assembler of iPhones, has grappled for years with allegations about mistreatment of a workforce estimated at a million plus and drawn from China's vast population of migrant workers. In 2010, a rash of suicides prompted intense criticism, after which Foxconn pledged to overhaul its systems.
1: Tesla's Shanghai facility is on track to officially start production at the end of this year, the company said Wednesday in a message posted to its official Weibo account. Seven months after breaking ground, construction is progressing smoothly at the so-called Gigafactory Shanghai, the message said. The year-end target reaffirms a projection made last month in a quarterly earnings letter to shareholders. Gigafactory Shanghai will manufacture a modified version of Tesla's luxury electric vehicle, the Model 3, and will have a capacity of 150,000 units per year, the letter said. In other Tesla-related news, the carmaker is reportedly considering hiking its prices in China from September due to uncertainty over the yuan.
0: Many programs, bare-bones applications that run instantly on web platforms, are the new front line, as China's internet giants battle for traffic and corporate business, and the country's biggest search engine is keen to get in on the act. Baidu has invested $30 U.S. million in e-commerce service provider China Yuzhan. Youzhan, which develops and sells electronic payment tools and other products, will become a strategic partner of Baidu by providing the technology to display mini-programs in search results that link to specific vendor and product information, according to a statement from Baidu. Founded under a different name in twenty twelve, Yozan listed on the Hong Kong Stock Exchange in April twenty eighteen and boasted four point four million registered merchants and nearly one hundred thousand monthly active merchants by the end of the year, according to a company release. The Hangzhou based company has close ties to another Chinese internet behemoth Tencent, which in April paid around five hundred and forty nine million Hong Kong dollars or seventy million USD to become Yozhan's second largest shareholder.
1: Support for this week's show comes from Brattle Street Educational Counseling. Stressed out about college applications, Brattle Street Educational Counseling can help. They provide guidance throughout the whole process and offer workshops for students looking to work in small groups at a rigorous pace. The workshops include hours of one-on-one attention. From college essays to standardized test prep to interviewing and applications, Brattle Street offers support for any student. Brattle Street, B R A T T L E Street dot com, helping you get where you want to go. Let's turn now, as we do each week, to some of Caixin Global's reporters and editors for a deeper dive into some stories of the week. This week, it's Doug Young, managing editor of SciSteam Global. Hey, Doug, Huawei is on everyone's mind. It's all over the news. Uh, so, what are you uh, focusing on this week about the company?
2: Uh, well, this this week, uh, we've been getting flooded with all the new uh, smartphone numbers in terms of who sold how much and and where and when and why. and And a really interesting story that came out in the midst of all these numbers is that Huawei is actually they they're not doing so well in Washington, that's for sure. Uh, but they are actually doing quite well in China, their home market. Um, the, the, some new numbers that came out showed that Huawei actually took around 38% of the China smartphone market, which is huge. That's like, that's more than a third of the market for one single company. Um, and they really did it at the expense of pretty much everybody else uniformly. Uh, Apple, uh, Oppo and Vivo were all down, I think around 10% in terms of market share, uh, yeah, in terms of you know, their sales in China. And then Xiaomi, uh, the, the, another big local player was down, I think, around 20%. So Huawei really made some big gains, something really large, something like 10 percentage points in market share uh, from a year ago.
1: So the natural question, I guess, is how does this company that seems to be under so much pressure internationally uh, end up doing so well domestically?
2: Yeah, well, that's uh, the question that uh, a lot of people are answering, asking, and and it looks like the answer, at least part of the answer, is there's a lot of patriotic buying going on. Uh, we we've talked to a few people, and we did hear from uh, some saying that like during Chinese New Year, which is a big time when phones get given away as corporate gifts or get get given away as gifts at these big corporate uh, bashes, uh, that that a lot of uh, companies that would have bought iphones in the past were giving away huawei's and then um you know from these more recent figures it just looks like people are, are buying huawei's and and apparently huawei is is not you know a guilt free whatever in this case um some people are saying that huawei has actually taken phones that were originally earmarked for sale in other markets and is selling them in china instead and I think they're probably a bit concerned. You know, maybe people in other markets might shy away from their phones. So they're saying, rather than ship them over there and have them sit on store shelves forever, let's take advantage of you know our good network in China and and maybe this wave of, of patriotic sentiment, and let's sell them in China. So I think that's partly. I mean, that's that's a big part of what's happening here. Well,
1: obviously, Huawei is going to continue to feature pretty prominently. In Caixin's coverage as Sub China's coverage, so we will check back in with you soon. Okay.
2: Yeah. Thanks, Kaiser.
1: Thank you, Doug. And that's it for this week. Thanks for listening. The Tsaihian Syndicate Business Brief is powered by Sub China and is produced by Kaiser Guo and Tanner Brown, with stories from the staff of Tsaihian Global. Thanks, of course, to Ada Shen. Special thanks to Li Xin of Tsaihian Global and to spring and autumn and wufei for the music. Be sure to check out all the other shows about contemporary China in the expanding Sinica network, and be sure to follow the news from China every day at SupChina. Subscribe to our newsletter at subchina.com. Take care.